welcome to the Cell Culture Dish podcast, accelerating cell and gene therapy development using custom media solutions early in process development. I'm Brandy Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is Randy Jacinto from Cytiva and Brad Taylor from Nucleus Biologics. Randy, would you introduce yourself for listeners today? Absolutely. Randy Jacinto, Senior Product Manager, Cytiva, part of the cell and gene therapy business. Thank you. And Brad, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Brad Taylor. I'm a VP of Marketing at Nucleus Biologics and happy to be with you today. I wanted to start today by talking a little bit about how both of your companies have a focus on cell and gene therapy discovery and development. And as innovators in this area, what do you see as the most pressing challenges facing cell and gene therapy development today? Yes. So cell therapies have really shown a lot of effectiveness in blood cancers over the last couple of years with two recent approvals uh, for blood cancers and are really expected to bring major improvements in other blood types, uh, for example, in solid tumors. The challenges, however, have certainly been around the cost of manufacturing. The adoption rates have been not as high as we intended to, and the manufacturing costs are a big leader as well as the complex logistics around supply chain. Here at Cytiva, we are addressing these through automating the manual parts of the workflow, as well as simplifying the logistics. The partnership with Nucleus also allows our customers ease of access to cell culture media solutions, which we believe will help accelerate the development of these cell therapies. Yeah, I really think Randy hit the nail on the head there. You know, as we really look at the potential of cell therapies. There's certainly a lot of potential, phenomenal potential to treat blood cancers as well as other types of indications such as you know rare genetic diseases as well. As Randy stated, one of the most common and pressing concerns that we hear now is just simply the access to consistent, reliable products and materials. We often hear from clients who are in sole source situations. You know, they are working with suppliers who guard their materials with trade secrets and, and kind of hinder the progress and the progression of that uh, material towards the clinic, which segues also into scalability. Cell therapies that are autologous in nature are smaller quantities, but as we tar- start to think about the future of cell therapy and allogeneic therapies, uh, these are larger scale processes. So if you don't have ready access to those materials, the ability to be able to scale that process up and out becomes more and more challenging. So, you know, certainly we we need to work and, and we at Nucleus, you know, in conjunction with Cytiva are really very committed to making sure that customers have a consistent supply of reagents and cell culture media and in a manner that's going to really help them meet those rigorous quality standards that they're going to be held accountable to. Brad, your comment just leads right into my next question, which is around the fact that there has been a large increase in the number of cell and gene therapies in clinical trials, and that number is forecast to increase over the next five years. What potential issues does this represent for the industry in the future? And I think you've touched on a few, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you both think about how our future forecasts of increasing clinical trials and then, of course, therapeutics. uh, How does that look in the future? Yeah, as you mentioned, the regulatory approvals of cell therapies is, is really accelerating, and it's also accelerating the global clinical trial landscape exciting times. I mean, we were all just to facilitate together and saw some of the phenomenal 
results that are being realized in these clinical trials. And, you know, soon enough, we're going to really truly see the power of having someone's immune system fight those hard to treat diseases for them. To the point of scalability, let's just take it a little bit deeper and get a bit more granular with that concept. You know, we want to make these therapies better. Certainly the issues remain there when we look at some of the direction that the industry is headed, scaling processes for allogeneic therapies certainly uh, lends itself to, you know, a very custom type of development and custom type of process development. So not being locked into one size fits all type models. We want to make sure that those who are doing the development for these complex therapies have the ability to de-risk their processes. They want to be able to accentuate desired attributes of their cell therapies and de-accentuate those that are not desired, promoting those attributes for those cell therapies that make it to the clinic. You know, And we know at Nucleus that cell culture media can have a very, very profound impact on that. We've shown it uh, you know, in some of our collaborations with uh, UPenn, for instance, that individual components can help expedite or accelerate therapies and improve outcomes. Those publications, we were able to show increase in, in in vivo efficacy, cytotoxicity, and transduction efficiency by, you know, changing the components that were in the cell culture media that was used to grow those CAR T cells. So certainly, you know, it, it is a scalability issue, but, you know, more specifically, it's about being able to scale that specific media that is critical to making that therapy as good as it can be. Yeah, those are great points that Brad made. Uh, yeah, in addition to the scalability challenges, uh, another primary challenge around cell therapies is around the labor costs. We've estimated that labor costs can attribute close to 48% of the total manufacturing costs of the drug therapy. And in order to address this uh, here at Cytiva, we are working through automation as well as digitalization of the workflow. And this will help overall improve the scalability uh, reduce costs. And um, in addition to that, uh, working with Nucleus Biologics, uh, as Brad indicated, we truly believe that custom media is a key component in improving the overall efficacy of that drug therapy. That's really great information. You both have mentioned your respective companies' commitment in this space. And recently, Cytiva and Nucleus Biologics entered into a collaboration agreement to address some of the challenges that we've been talking about. Could you describe the focus of the agreement and what you hope to achieve together? Absolutely. Uh, yes, it, it could not be a better partnership between Cytiva and Nucleus Biologics. And the reason it's uh, a fantastic relationship is we, we share a common vision, uh, the vision of accelerating and advancing novel therapeutics like cell therapies which we believe will have a true transformative impact on the overall healthcare landscape. The challenge, however, has been with science workflows advancing much faster than the actual process of manufacturing itself. And we do believe that partnering with Nucleus Biologics, we're able to provide innovative tools that can help accelerate the development of these cell therapies. I couldn't agree more with Randy. It's certainly about development acceleration. Right. You know, I think that the partnership makes so much sense because we have such synergistic solutions. Nucleus is providing a custom cell culture media to Cytiva clients in order to be able to help them build their processes, you know, around 
Cytiva's bioreactor, for instance, that is going to allow their clients to expedite their therapies. Our clients also have access to solutions that allow them to build cell, cell culture media into their processes earlier in development. Earlier we can build those in, the more expedited those downstream pathways are going to be. Um, and as mentioned earlier, you know, kind of mitigating inherent risks um, and all in a fashion that's going to allow them to, in a very expedited, kind of automated fashion, build in fast, simple, custom cell culture media, as well as fulfillment. And they own it. So they can take that with them through their processes um, and they can really build out that media process together using our proprietary platforms. They can build in fast, simple, custom soul culture media formulations and fulfill those. So together, we're really, really working to democratize media. I think that's something that both Cytiva and Nucleus are very good at. We want to see our customers have success. And so therefore, we're giving them the tools in order to be able to do this in an expedited fashion. I really like that term, democratizing media development. That sounds really great. A follow-up question on that. Just wondering, what does this mean for uh, your respective cell and gene therapy customers? Certainly about giving them, you know, turning that control over to scientists, researchers, and drug developers and, and earlier in the process. So, you know, when they are just starting to build their media and build their process and build their model, they can get quantities that allow them to quickly iterate and test much faster, generating less waste. They can build in components and build in media that allow them to enhance their desired cellular characteristics early on. Um, and all of those steps early in that process really allow them to simplify their downstream scale up. We can go with them from the benchtop all the way to a GMP grade media. Um, and we can go with them from smaller quantities all the way up to a 2000 liter volume. So, you know, all of that really helps them to design and iterate with something that is, uh, you know, very, very early on in development and then scale that out as they look towards the future. Yeah, those are great points that Brad mentioned. In addition to those, you know, we consistently hear from customers the need for speed and flexibility, the speed to determine what works, what doesn't work, and the flexibility to, to really scale up the process when the time is right, from preclinical all the way to commercial scale. And I think that we've positioned both Cytiva and Nucleus to welcome this paradigm shift in the cell culture media market. Um, as mentioned by Brad, we believe that there's a one-size-fits-none model where custom media really can attribute to meeting the critical quality attributes that customers are seeking that can potentially impact the efficacy of the drug therapy. Furthermore, this custom media really does provide customers the speed and flexibility they'll need to advance their drug development. I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I recently saw that was released from your companies, and that was the Zuri Media AI Guide. Could you describe for listeners a little bit about how that works? Yeah, certainly. We're very, very proud in our platforms. Working with Cytiva, uh, we've released the Jury Media AI Guide as well as the Jury Media Designer System. And they're both based on Nucleus Biologics proprietary platforms. Essentially, the AI Guide creates custom media formulations in, in just a matter of minutes. You know, something that could take a researcher many hours in front of PubMed, digging through publications, extracting kind of the most relevant and 
most recent data can be done in a matter of minutes. Um, it identifies high-value compounds within those publications and, and how those compounds affect cell performance. So essentially tracing that back to a critical quality attribute of the particular cell that they would like to enhance, say, you know, cytotoxicity or proliferation, something of that nature. And then the formulations are assembled uh, essentially within that platform for the client using a novel neural network. And it essentially combines the customer input. So the customer will say, I would like to increase cytotoxicity. And the platform essentially marries those inputs with the published findings in order to essentially build a formula that should help to accentuate that desired characteristic of the cells. After the formula is suggested and the customer or researcher signs off on that, they can take that into the media designer system, which allows them to customize every aspect of that media. So they can pick the grade of the components, they can pick the container, you know, do they want it in bags or barrels or bottles? The size, as I mentioned earlier, we can scale from two liters up to 2000 liters. We, we've always viewed this as a very, very custom industry. And we understand that no one specification fits any one customer. So what we've strove to do is to build a system whereby you know, we can customize media to fit your specifications. At the end, it's all your IP as well. So again, democratizing that media, turning that, that control and that individual ownership back over to the client. So in the end, the customer receives a media with their formulation in their packaging and in their configuration. That certainly sounds like a wonderful resource and an excellent time saver for users. Could you talk a little bit more about some of the other advantages of this guide? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Brad mentioned, it really empowers customers with speed and flexibility. The speed to you know, customize their own media, the flexibility to know exactly what uh, raw materials are in those formulations and owning that IP. And then moreover, uh, as we know, many customers have are in different phases of their development process. So they can order it in whatever format they need to meet their current development cycle, whether it be bottles at the early preclinical or the ability to get bags and different tubing, port sizes. Um, it, it truly is a flexible platform that allows customers to save time during their process development phase. I always like to ask this question about looking forward and looking into the future. So I'll ask you both, if you could look into the future, what kinds of changes or advancements are needed to continue to further improve the cell and gene therapy development space? I think the, the collaboration that you have and the Jury Media AI Guide, and there's a lot of wonderful things that we've talked about today. But if we look further into the future, what other things do you think that we need to move the industry forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think the last six years has been a tremendous growth in the cell therapy market. And I believe that the next 10 years will be completely transformative in terms of what we additional advancements we see in this space. Here at Cytiva, we will still continue to, to seek digital solutions to accelerate the development around these cell therapies and gene therapies. And as mentioned before, one of the main drivers of widespread adoption is around the manufacturing costs, which are a key driver in these therapies not being able to be 
provide it to all patients. You know, for example, a typical CAR T cell therapy can cost upwards of $500,000 for a single dose. And we believe that through the automation of key areas within the process, we can reduce these overall manufacturing costs and enable uh, these cell therapies to be accessible to the broader community. Another area that I think are really critical, as Brad mentioned uh, earlier on, is around the advancements of uh, allogeneic therapies and being able to take the economies of scale from scale out to scale up. I do think that allogeneic will be a main drivers in further adoption of these novel therapies. Just to add to what Randy said, you know, I think some of the kind of exciting developments and the things that I would see really coming into play in the future automation and and you know further developments around artificial intelligence we we're looking at very very complex biological systems it's it's a you know a, a cell that is being genetically modified right to to perform a specific purpose in a human so you know anything that we can do to build in artificial intelligence and processes that allow us to expedite the development of those I think we're going to see a lot of growth in that area, particularly in, in relation to allogeneic therapies. We're designing a therapy where we're taking cells from a healthy donor and then manipulating that to be able to have a positive effect in a, a donor patient. So therefore, the design of that is exceptionally complex. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, being able to accentuate uh, the characteristics that we would like to focus on and do that in an expedited fashion is going to build in some de-risking that will allow us to design better therapies in the future. And then I think lastly, I think both Nucleus Biologics and Cytiva share a passion for the environment. And we're very committed to bringing sustainability to cell therapy. It's something that if you look at the pharmaceutical industry, creates quite a bit of waste. And it's something that we certainly all are willing to accept um, because of the phenomenal potential of it. We look at examples like at Facilitate, we all met uh, Tom Whitehead from the Emily Whitehead Foundation. And that story in and of itself really speaks to the exceptional potential of cell therapies and being able to get those therapies in every clinic and provide that access to every patient is something that we're all very passionate about. But at the same time, we want to take into account the high environmental costs that that could have. We want people to be able to be cured by these therapies, but at the same time, we don't want to turn a blind eye uh, to what impacts that's having on the environment. We want those who are benefiting from these therapies to really inherit a healthy planet as well. That's a lot of our focus at Nucleus and, and a lot of our continued product development lately has been uh, you know, in the realm of kind of bringing and implementing uh, processes uh, in order and, and instrumentation in order to build in some sustainability in the cell therapy process. I really love that goal and I really admire the work that you're both doing on the environmental side because we've also published some things on, on that. And as you mentioned, Brad, these therapeutics are so important. And we have to move forward with them, but how do we do that keeping in mind sustainability and environmental factors? And so I really appreciate that approach a lot. And I think our listeners do as well. I wanted to just close by thanking both of you for being on the podcast and for talking about these issues. I think it's really important 
that we look forward and we think about what can we do now and what can we do in the future. Um, I'm just wondering, do either of you have anything else that you'd like to add for listeners today? Yeah, I just wanted to thank the Cell Culture Dish for extending uh, the opportunity to speak today. It was um, very excited with the partnership with Nucleus Biologics and looking forward to working with customers and addressing these key challenges so that we can provide these novel therapies to a greater number of sick patients. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about uh, in our company's shared vision for the future and and you know we're we're certainly exceptionally uh, excited you know about the potential that this collaboration has for our customers. I know that Cytiva's customers are, are really going to be able to utilize Nucleus products early in development um, to to really help them streamline and accelerate their research. And likewise, you know Nucleus customers are going to greatly benefit from Cytiva's phenomenal level of industry experience and knowledge. Um, and and so we're very excited to bring this to clients and give them that uh, benefit of being able to work with both of our companies. Well, again, thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time today. And I look forward to following your companies and uh, your innovations under the collaboration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com. And for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.